All right. I feel like I feel like if we do a recap, we're gonna have nothing else to talk about about this book. So <laughs> yeah, no. I, I don't know why you feel that way. <laughs> I recommend we just get to it. I think we should just get to it. Just get to it. Do it. Welcome to your safe space, the podcast your partner, friends, parents, whoever thinks is dirty. Don't have time to read books? Want to understand the TikToks? We got you, fam. We're the Spice Traders, and we deal in spicy books. My name's Katie, and I need it to make sense. Hi, I'm Des, and I would love to talk about feelings today. I'm Liz, and I'm hypercritical. As always, we start every episode with three things. The first is a generic trigger warning. You can find specific triggers for this book in our show notes, so please check those out. Also, we do use foul language and talk a lot about sex. If you have sensitivity to that, this isn't the podcast for you. Secondly, we talk about books. The whole book, nothing about the book, so help me goddess. If you plan to read this book and you don't want something spoiled, don't listen to this episode right now. Lastly, we acknowledge that a good book can hit you at the wrong time. The views expressed in our discussion are our opinions, and we absolutely do not want to diminish the work and the talent of the authors in our community. That said, we have some notes. All right, Liz, what are we talking about today? Oh boy, guys. Today we're talking about Wet Hot Allosaurus Summer by Lola Faust. This was published in 2023, and it is a standalone. This book is 168 pages in a physical copy, and that is a shorty. Um, the book that I think we all got on Kindle seems like a um, collection of like short stories by this author. So What Hot Alice or Summer was the first one, and then there were two subsequent stories, which we did not read. Um, as per usual, I'm going to talk about the cover, and this cover is... Something. It's something. <laughs> yep. It's again, it's kind of that like Fabio esque bodice ripper, but just a fucking dinosaur and a woman. <laughs> For some reason, it gives me what's that like mystery series? Like, oh, young, uh, 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 the Animorphs? Is that no, it's not right. No. But, uh, it's like the Hardy Boys? Yeah, the Hardy Boys. <laughs> That's kind oh. of the vibe I got, and I don't know why. I think it's because it's that sort of like that like Pulp Fiction cover, not the movie, yes. but like that typical like Pulp Fiction sort of book, cartoony, um, literally a fiction book printed on pulp paper. Thank like you. Pulp I, fiction. I was like, define what Pulp Fiction is without it being Quentin Tarantino, because I am struggling. <laughs> it's just. I don't know. I will say that Lola Faust, I don't know if that's her real name, but it is a bomb name. Like, it's that is a really good. Great fucking name. But I think we just need to jump into this one, guys. So, Katie. Whoa. So, going back to the cover for one, one yes. quick second. Yes. The top of the cover says, hot dinosaur action the way you like it. I, I don't, don't think like I've ever, it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever... I don't uh, identify as you in that statement. No. Right. <laughs> and that's what brings that like pulpy vibe where it's like the like ads across the top sort of thing. It looks like it should have like a 99 cent sticker like. Yeah. Yeah. From the bookstore. It should be in one of those metal racks where they're just like stacked up. Yeah. Or like one of those um, book libraries you see in like neighborhoods. Yes. Which like is a great vibe, but. I don't Oof. like the fact that she is looking at the reader. Like, if you look at it, <laughs> she's, instead of looking up at him, she's looking at the reader, like, giving bombastic side eye. I mean. Oh, oh she is. I don't I like that. I need to look at this. <laughs> don't I don't like I it. Never... Oh. <laughs> wow. And, I okay, we'll get into this, but, like, the, well, we won't get into this, but the little blurb <laughs> on the cover, again, this, like, pulpy vibe says she was a country girl looking for excitement he was an apex predator theropod uh-huh yeah. yeah the classic tale the classic tale <laughs> and like not to be confused with milking farm where we get this like minotaur who is still a sort of humanoid this is a just a fucking dinosaur it's picture a dinosaur that it's a dinosaur right which was honestly a little bit unclear, and in my mind, I could not, so I had to make him a little more humanoid. He was more humanoid in my head too, because I I didn't I didn't understand their proportions either. Because I think an allosaur an allosaurus is huge. He has tiny arms. It's a T Rex, right? It's a T Rex. So, allosaur 
allosaurus is the scientific or like proper term for a t-rex so i have a big head and little arms and i'm just wondering how well thought out this plan was like i'm not convinced that half of these scenes could have happened if he wasn't slightly more humanoid right it's uh... so anyway please hold our hands through this terrifying journey katie (laughs) okay yeah. So this is this book is meant to represent kind of the the transition from summer into the spoopy season. And I think it does hit that sweet spot pretty well because it is a monster erotica, but it it is <laughs> wild. I get big like nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies, um like big trouble at the El Royale. Or no, it's just Bad Times at the El Royale. Yes. Which, if you haven't seen that movie, do see it. Because it's like, it has all of your favorite things. Like motels, like Northern California, cult leaders. That's this book, if this book was coherent. (laughs) Yes. And just as, like, campy, but in a, it's not as fun campy. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So this is the first of a, a series of monster erotica that we're going to be releasing over the spooky season. So let's go ahead and jump in. Uh, I learned about a new word from the trigger warnings. Oh, yeah. Which is the fear of dinosaurs. Oh. Uh, it's ornithoscelopedia. Please look up how to, how to say this word. Because... <laughs> Because um, that uh, doesn't mean anything to me. No, I no. get that. Um, I know ornithology I... is like birds. So can we talk about the, I want to call it the cloche. And that's not it. The cloaca? The cloaca. Because I think that that is relevant. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about the cloaca. Oh my God. Okay, uh, great. Great. Uh, I'm trying to look up how to say this word. It's taking a minute. <laughs> it's fine. Hold, please. While you're looking for that, I do want to talk about the trigger warnings. Yes. Because a lot. And they are... Wild. So we do get some of the like typical triggers like violence or like dubious consent, like that kind of thing. But also we get such pips of triggers like Walmart, (laughs) North Dakota, (laughs) Canada. And my note here is what the fuck have we gotten ourselves into? (laughs) Uh, What? I want to know who needs a trigger warning for such places as North Dakota. South Dakota. Look, I'm just as triggered by Walmart as the next person, but I don't I don't feel like I need a warning for it. No, Walmart's terrifying, but also like all of Canada, all, all of Canada. Just all of it. Yep. Feathers, all of Canada, the great nation. South Dakota, Walmart, cornfields, cow tipping, barns, pickup trucks, the threat of police violence. Okay, yeah, that one's scary. The rest of these are actually kind of scary, but like that one little section in the middle feels a little wild yep yeah yeah ornithophobia ornithophobia the Ornith- middle, middle section's not getting pronounced at all though ornithophobia Ornitho- it's tough because it's like ornitho and then phobia ornithophobia yeah. but it's tho fo yeah that's tho fo and the ornithopho ornithophobia are we not pronouncing the middle part the scaladia that's not the right word like if you google fear of dinosaurs it's just ornithophobia so that word that you're reading in the triggers i think that's a different word i mean when i googled that word that's what came up well ornithoscalidophobia okay it's an irrational fear okay <laughs> but so is but, ornithophobia but, right I could see how there would be a difference between being afraid of dinosaurs in general and being afraid that dinosaurs were going to come back to life and then kill you. That's fair. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know that, but this word is ridiculous. <laughs> I also, English is the worst. So, <laughs> in these triggers, I also want to point out that we have inaccurate dinosaur anatomy, parentheses, for the sake of the story, and then accurate dinosaur anatomy, parentheses, for the sake of accuracy. <laughs> What? <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Which doesn't really matter because we don't get a whole lot of description about the dinosaurs and what they physically look like at all. I mean, we get descriptions that I would rather die than read again of like <laughs> their feathers and like how they smell, but like just oh, how, how their smell. legs and arms and torsos and heads put, fit together. We don't get a whole lot of information about that. Um, my last thing I have to point out is that the last two triggers are venture capital and vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so if this is any indication of what the fuck this book is going to be like... Welcome aboard. Uh, it's pretty accurate, yeah. So 
we'll, we'll go ahead and get started. We meet Tannis, who is working on a farm. Tannis is a female, and she's she lives on this farm with her family. It's in Alberta, Canada. Alberta. Alberta, Alberta Canada. <laughs> it's in Alberta, Canada. And she works somehow close to where dinosaurs are working. But we get this description of her, quote, Had she grown up in the city around men who were not her family, she might have known she was beautiful, end quote. And that's literally the first thing, the first thing that I have written down for this book. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah, I have a very similar note. Also, how old is she? Because she is 17. Okay. Just, okay. Yep. In in the state of Texas, that is uh, a consenting age. Is it? Yeah. It should not be. Oh, shit. I didn't think that was like a state thing. I thought that was a national thing. It's per state. Ew. Ew. I mean, you you have to be 18 to vote, vote, so at least there's that. But But she's 17. We digress. She's 17 in this book. She does end up at some point having a birthday and turning 18. Still gross. Don't like it. Anyway, I'm going to tell you some upfront information because I did not write down when we get it, but it's just... I think it'll alleviate some of the questions that you might have about how this this actually works. So in this timeline, dinosaurs have been revived and domesticated. Typically, they're used in hard labor situations. So think about mining, think about farming, think about, you know, agricultural things like timber, that kind of thing. They are essentially wired with a device that lets them touch the temple of a human and communicate telepathically. So they don't speak, right? They just make dinosaur sounds, (laughs) but they've got like kind of this wired device in their hand that allows them to communicate uh, should they wish to. They are semi-intelligent, right? So a little bit more than a dog, not as much as a dolphin kind of area. Mm -hmm. They can be trained. They're domesticated. They don't typically attack humans, that kind of thing. So that's kind of the gist of where we're at. And Tannis is enamored of these dinos. After her farm shifts, she will go up to the roof of the barn and sketch the dinos that she sees kind of in the distance in tons and tons of sketchbooks. She's been watching them from afar for since she can remember, basically. And she has to hide this obsession or this hobby from her family, particularly her father, because he thinks that it's unnatural and doesn't like the dinosaurs at all. So on the day that we meet Tannis, she's done her work for the day, and when she's about to turn in and go back to the house, she comes face to face with an Allosaurus. It's in this description that they seem humanoid in some ways because they're described as having chests and feather dews and hips. So I don't know if this is the inaccurate descriptions of dinosaurs coming into play or if she's just describing accurate parts of a dinosaur and I'm interpreting them differently. But it's also like his feather dew was quaffed in a sexy hip honky tonk curl. So I'm picturing a dinosaur with like Elvis hair made out of feathers. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, great. So, okay, I have a question for you guys. I don't think we've ever had this particular conversation in our years of friendship. Are, where do you fall in the Jurassic Park dinosaurs should be recreated, they should not be recreated spectrum? Let them be dead. Should not. Okay, good. I am on the same side of that spectrum. It's Great. just, it's why? I just want to make sure we were all on the same page of like, I don't know. It's a terrible idea. It's I don't terrible agree idea. with her father, but like, I don't agree with the things her father does, but I'm not necessarily like put out by the fact that he finds this unnatural and weird. No. Right. I'm closer to that side of the spectrum than I am not. Right. I will say, though, that we do get background that her father is abusive. Like when her father found her sketchbook, he slapped her across the face. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, said, not a I good don't dude. agree with her father. No. And the things he does. But I do it's, understand. It's unnatural. It's distaste. Yeah. And yeah. it's also. Okay, if we're going to go down this, like, dino Jurassic Park journey, which we should, it's one thing to, like, and I don't think we should ever bring dinosaurs back, but it's one thing to bring them back to, like, study them and learn for them. It's another thing to bring them back and then put them the fuck to work. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. that just <laughs> seems mean. <laughs> yeah. Especially when, like, in this day and age, we have potential, like, we're much closer to being able to, like, recreate, like, mechanical dinosaurs to do something similar yeah. or, like, be specialized to do those jobs. 
Yeah, like yeah. robots. Like we're much right. closer to robots than I think bringing back dinosaurs. But then again, not a scientist. I don't actually know that. And not a just... scientist, not a manufacturing. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, actually. <laughs> and like we can get into the ethics of robots, which I'm not going to. But like it just right. seems better to put robots to work than like bring back an extinct species and then make them work in the salt mines. <laughs> right. Especially a semi-intelligent one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But also just, like, having so many more apex predators running around the planet just seems like a recipe for bad luck. Like, if we were going to bring back dinosaurs, they should be herbivores, but also we don't have enough trees for ourselves, so maybe don't do that either. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Let sleeping dogs lie. Right. Sleeping dinos lie. Let the sleeping Sleeping dinos dinos die. What? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. So she meets this man and no, sorry, not a man. She meets this <laughs> dino. Dino boy. Important, clari- important clarification. Yeah. And sure I, I don't know if it's, I think it is in this first scene when we get a description of what he smells like. And this just makes me want to die because he's described as having a fishy floral scent. Ugh. Ew. No. It Pass. Sounds so gross. Yeah. It sounds so gross. Uh, there's no, uh, there's nothing about this situation <laughs> that I am into, so we're no. just gonna get through this. Fortunately, <laughs> I only have four pages of notes for this one. <laughs> so they're standing there face to face in this dark barn, and this dinosaur reaches out and touches Tannis's temple to communicate, and he tells her that he's been watching her too. So not only has he recognized that she's been watching him slash his kind, but he's like, I've been watching you as well. Who decided that to communicate we're gonna touch your temple? Because I'm not letting a T-Rex reach toward my face. Yeah, no. <laughs> Just I mean, if if that's the one one bit of like where your willful suspension of disbelief ends in this book. Okay, it's not. You're right. I feel like it's fine. It just it just Oh, it's just so scary. <laughs> okay, but this is also where I want to bring up something, and maybe it's different in like a published book, but in the Kindle version, the thoughts are not broken out or delineated as dialogue. Yeah. And that makes it very cumbersome to read. It just is text. And so, like, if you're reading, trying to, like, read through dialogue, you're not going to get that here, really. Were they italicized? I don't remember. No. Oh, great. I'm looking at, I've watched you too, Tannis, and it's just text. Block text. Yeah. should at least be italicized. Yeah. At least a new paragraph. Right, because that's how communication goes when you write it in a book. It is a new paragraph. Okay. Okay. I don't feel like that's always the case, though, because I remember particularly the most recent part of this book that I read, which was the end. They were communicating, (laughs) and it was just in line. I was like, uh, we're suddenly first person again? I don't understand. Yeah, Yeah. I do think there were some, like, weird tense shifts or perspective shifts that, like, shouldn't have happened. I don't know. I feel like those things, like... While while frustrating are the least of my concerns with this book. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I will agree with that. So Duder makes a move on Tannis and he licks behind her ear with his weird reptile uh, tongue. Uh, and she uh, likes it. She's no. into it. She thinks about where else he might lick. Uh, yeah. No. But then the moment is ended because her father finds them and threatens the dinosaur with a shotgun as her father fires tanis jumps in front of the dino and the shot clips her in the shoulder although it's it's i i wrote clips i don't think that's actually true it hits her square in the shoulder yeah it's kind of like her dad saw her move and then still fired like a full-on shot yeah exactly because she's not superhuman like no like she's just a girl yeah the Allosaurus goes to kill Tannis's father, but she begs him not to. So instead, he picks her up and they flee. And this is the first time that he will do this, but they do it a lot where he is, they're traveling and he's essentially carrying her with his tiny T-Rex arms. And I don't know how that works. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I don't know how strong they are, right? Like, are they, mm, are they strong enough to do that for long? Like, I know they're small, but are they are they strong? I don't... I don't... I <laughs> they don't. look like chicken wings. They and do look right. like chicken wings. The Land Before Time, so I have questions. Right. Even on the cover, it's like these little... I mean, there's claws, so like, she's just like hooked there. Hey. If his arms just don't move and she's just like on top, maybe you don't need muscles. Yeah. I don't know. 
So they're running. They go for miles, and they've kind of outdistanced her father, and they feel like they're in relative safety. And it's here that they pause, and she asks him what to call him. And he says, uh. quote, we don't really have names, but you can call me Big Al, end quote. Why not just uh. Al? And, like, what do you call each other? Like, are you... Why... Big Al. Big Al. No. Okay. So, all right. Okay. So if you didn't have names, right? You didn't have names. And someone asked you, what do I call you? I don't think you would have an answer readily available. Unless you've watched like movies or something and you see one with like a superhero named Big Al and you're like, that's a cool name. Well, and Al is clearly just like, I'm an Allosaurus. <laughs> oh, I didn't get that. Oh, that's what Al is. just like Al Osaurus. <laughs> But like, why we gotta put big? Is it why can't it just be Al? Cock? I don't know. Big cock. Do they big have cocks? Cock I don't know. Big cock Al. They, they do have a big cock. Anyway, <laughs> I hated this in particular because my stepfather, like the entirety of the time that I've known him, will use Big Al as a name at like restaurants. Ew. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. So this was triggering. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they've they've stopped, and he, he tells her Big Al, right? And so they have sex Why? in this field while she's injured. And I, I have many questions about this. We don't get a whole lot of details about how, except he does seem to have a penis, but I don't know how she's enjoying anything because her arm has been shot. Yeah. Okay. Also, she says this thing, and this is again where the anatomy piece comes in, where she says, Tannis had never been naked in front of a man before. Never mind a man dinosaur. <laughs> and I don't know if she's saying like a male dinosaur or, or like, is this a dinosaur man amalgamation? <laughs> I had to make it the latter in my head in order to get through this book. Yeah, because even just like... His tongue ran down from her injured shoulder down to her hip. Get away from my shoulder, my dude. No, because he likes it. He likes her shoulder so much that afterwards she realizes somehow that her her arm is... There's no saving it. So... He tells her that he's hungry, and so she gives him her arm like a snack or some shit, and he eats it. Okay, I have to just, like, read some of this, because (laughs) they finish having sex, and he goes, I am so hungry. Go on, Tannis whispered, you can trust me. I love the taste of your blood. His eyes went shy as he said that. She felt his vulnerability. And then it goes, she knew what to do. She offered her injured arm to his hunger and felt the hot pain of his love as he devoured the whole thing. Oh. Biting my arm off is not love. (laughs) No. No. Because even even if you were shot and like the, like the nerves and everything was severed, you would have to rip the bone out of the socket, right? Like that's still going to be painful, girl. He has to go crumpsh on it. And she talks about the crumching noises. That- yes, and she's turned on by it. Uh, uh-uh. Also, like, at one point he just, like, picks, he picks her, I don't know if it's in this sex scene or a later one, but at some point he picks her up and sets him, sets her on his dick. Every time. That's how they have sex every time. He's I just like, don't, One, I don't believe that the arms could do that. Two, <laughs> we should talk about the cloaca. The cloaca. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> When, in what context were we talking about cloacas if it wasn't this, for this book? It, it was this book. We just hadn't okay. started it yet. And we were like, how would, do how, dinosaurs have dicks? They're like birds. So like, how do birds have sex? Yeah. And, and birds yeah, have and, sex. And then, oh, and then, Des, you said that thing about fertilizing eggs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If they were like, like fish and they just like went behind chickens, which is right. not what happens. I <laughs> no, I just didn't understand. I'm like, how do the eggs get fertilized? The same way yours do. (laughs) Non-penetrative smushing of cloacas. Which is... Yeah. 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 If you're curious, look up cloacas. (laughs) And if you're not, please don't. 
<laughs> if you're curious and squeamish, don't. But that's essentially the sex organ and the the back end of like birds, right? So dinosaurs are predictably had that too, right? Which is why he has to be at least part humanoid because he's got a dick. He's not just mushing their cloaca together, right? Also, like she that doesn't feel have good a for cloaca. her. Yeah, but the whole like, <laughs> it's like scissoring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I just have a hard time with their sex scenes in general because I just picture this like. If you're picturing a dinosaur, right? I picture this really cartoonish T-Rex and they have like those rounded legs, the, like they're like knee section. And if he's like yeah. sitting on his butt and he's got these like knees and then he just like squishes her in between there on his dick. I'm just like, what? For me, for me, <laughs> Where do I her picture... legs go? <laughs> for me, my problem is not just that. Like, yes, that is problematic. <laughs> for me, my problem is like, I think about him having a dick and then having to like run across fields with just <laughs> his dick just smacking into like corn and shit. <laughs> was it? What book did we read? Why did I think it was this one? Where like it must have been a different one. Where like it like split and his dick came out. Oh, that was uh, uh, Dragon Shape Sprite. of Water. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. Yeah, also oh. the Shape of Water. <laughs> also the Shape of Water. <laughs> but Dragon's Bride, I was sort of picturing that situation where like it wasn't just flopping out all the time because that seems dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I need it to be like that because otherwise there's nothing for me in this book. In the comedic relief alone, it would be worth it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so they decide to run away together and Big sure. Al tells Tannis about a human dino compound in Colorado where they can be free. So they travel on foot only and to stop and they stop only to have sex. So they go from Alberta to Colorado on foot. <laughs> that way. How fast does he run? Also, I'm sorry. I have so many quotes for this book because there are just some like wild references. Like, I don't know when it is. I think it's in this chapter, but they're running through a cornfield and the and the line is green sheathed ears of corn bulged out from the stalks like hard uncircumcised penises. <laughs> what the fuck kind of imagery is that? <laughs> I have it's never on brand for this book. Actually. It is on brand. <laughs> but I've never looked at rows of corn and be like those are like uncircumcised dicks. <laughs> trigger warnings for Canada and South Dakota, but not Colorado? <laughs> no, Colorado's a safe zone, obviously. <laughs> All right. I'm not sure we didn't get a trigger warning for Colorado. I just called those out. Oh, I was reading from the trigger warning. I did not see okay. for Colorado. <laughs> God damn it. The consistency. <sighs> Jesus. So they're, they're walking and sexing, and then they finally get to the compound. But immediately upon arrival, they're met by a woman whom Big Al immediately, like, <laughs> snatches up and goes into the bushes to have sex with. And just, like, leaves Tannis. And Tannis is like, wait, what? <laughs> heartbroken. Instantly heartbroken. One, okay, I guess if you're running from Alberta to Colorado, you've probably been together for a couple of weeks. Right? Yeah. So maybe maybe it makes a little bit more sense, but from the reading perspective, we just jump so far that like I'm like, why are you heartbroken? You've known him for a minute, like, right? Because like right. in your arm, listeners, this is like chapter two. <laughs> yep. Also, okay, so I didn't mention this a second ago, and I probably should have. When I first read this, I missed the part where he ate her arm, and so I spent a lot of like. <laughs> The first interaction we have where, like, she's missing her arm and people are asking about it, I had to go back and be like, when did she lose her arm? <laughs> he munched it <laughs> oh right off. <laughs> oh, we should have said that when he munched it off, he, like, plucked some of his feathers to, like, make a bandage. And we get the one-line fixer that dino feathers are, they act kind of like skin grafts. So sure. her arm is, like, healing that way, I guess. Sure. It's not a problem. Um, I had one other thing that I had to point out, and they're like, before we get what happens more at the compound, they're having sex, and the line is, he folded her over forward like his own savory little tortilla. Someone call me a savory little tortilla. I fucking dare you. <laughs> Liz, you're my savory little tortilla. <laughs> 
I like it when it's us. If you're railing me, don't call me a savory little tortilla. No! <laughs> so Tannis is heartbroken, and she's taken into a building by another human woman who proceeds to sexually assault Tannis. But Tannis is, like, I guess kind of into it, and then... This other female dino comes in and joins in. So then it's a it's a three female orgy. And Tannis is just kind of participating. But then she, she has this thought that she still misses Big Al and feels betrayed. And like, like she's betraying him. Right. But she's basically like, she's having correct thoughts here, which I appreciated. Like, I can't believe I left my home and came here and I've been so stupid. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like... I'm in big trouble. She's having correct thoughts, but her actions are (laughs) not linear. No, not at all. (laughs) My note here is, what the fuck is this cult dino realness? Like, what is happening? Well, because they say that this, like, this threesome sex scene is, like, her initiation, but... Into what? that's, That's the question. I don't know. I don't know. It also seems really quick to be like, Oh, you knocked on my door. Let's initiate you. Right. She didn't even knock at the door. She just showed up. That's true. She was like standing in a field while her boyfriend Dino just like railed some other redhead in the woods. Well, so the thing is like when the woman walks out and she sees this. So the woman who, sorry, the woman who is running the compound or a, uh, I actually don't know that a woman from the compound walks out, sees that big Al runs away. She's like, "Mm, that happens a lot here. (laughs) (laughs) What? Tennis is like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and then like she leads her inside and they start having sex and it's like, how did we how did we get here? I have yep. like nine thousand follow-up questions. Right. Yeah. Before we get to anything close to sex. Correct. So <laughs> Tannis wakes up and I I think it's the next day. Unclear. Sure. But she's alone, and she realizes that there's, like, a hubbub happening outside, so she goes to watch. She sees two dino men and a human woman that are about to do a, a quote, joining, which seems like some kind of formal ceremony in this cult, which just ultimately is a public sex act. And then they leave the stage, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) We truly get no information about what is happening. No. But then another joining starts to happen, and this one includes Big Al, the woman that he ran away with to have sex in the bushes, and then another male, Dino. But somehow Big Al is able to communicate with Tannis before and apologizes, telling her that he didn't know that she wanted to be exclusive. And she can feel also how disappointed he was with the other woman as well, because she's like, older than a teenager and not as fleshy i guess not as like supple this book is trash (laughs) i like i was reading some of these sex scenes and like i want to be clear like i want i want the reader i want the listeners to understand what we're talking about with these sex scenes because it's not specific it's not clear and it's not great. So like, no, here's a snippet. They moved as one humans and dinosaur licking and stroking tongues, fluttering and rolling and tasting. Tannis had never been with a woman before and she'd never really had the desire, but this woman tasted sharp and delicious. Her juices flowing over Tannis's cheeks, like excellent wine as she licked and sucked. Licked and sucked. What? I mean, we can infer some of that, but like, it's just so wild random and all over the place and like what are we doing yep 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 (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah uh tannis is ready to take big al back and she's like nearing the threesome and somebody warns her stay back this isn't your joining But Big Al basically hisses at them and again snatches Tannis up in his little dino arms and they (laughs) flee. What was that? Why do they flee? This seems like a pretty free love cult. I don't know why they couldn't have just stayed there. Right. Or just like have a conversation. I don't know. (laughs) 
So they run and they get to a cornfield. I don't know what state they're in. I don't know what direction they ran. I don't care. <laughs> doesn't truly doesn't even matter. They could be in Colorado. They could be literally anywhere else. But in this cornfield, Tannis apologizes for being with the two women and asks Big Al if he'll forgive her, which gag me. Why? You did it first. <laughs> right. Right. I, I just that part really bothered me. Like, why is she asking for forgiveness? She did nothing wrong. He abandoned her. Like, right. What is happening? What is what is happening? Yep. Um, And so he, he forgives her and also asks for her forgiveness. And then they have sex in the cornfield. And uh, here's a new turn of phrase. Quote, Big Al's cylinder of love. Oh. End quote. Oh. <laughs> oh. Cylinder of love. No wonder she thinks corn is dicks. <sighs> Let's play a love game. Play a love game. <laughs> Get right on my disco stick. Yeah. Okay. okay, so they have sex and then they just sleep in this cornfield. But in the morning, they're discovered by some... Hicks. I don't want to say hillbilly. I feel like I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, some country folk. Country folk. Yeah, some country farmers. There we go. Yes. And they shoot Big Al and take Tannis and lock her in a bedroom back at the farmhouse. Their intention is to like steal her dinosaur and make him work on the farm, and their intention with her is obvious, which is to use her and. For their pleasure. And that's gross. And I don't like it. And I don't understand why we're here. Again, what is happening? I don't know. And this is happening so fast. Like, this is like chapter three. It's like, we're here, and then we're here, and then we're here, and then we're here. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, granted, this this is a very short book, but still. True. But a lot happens that, like, none of it needed to happen. No. We've read... Okay. A great example is, like, Morning Glory Milking Farm was, what, 193? Mm-hmm. Yes. This was 168. Like... The difference of 20 pages does not, like, the, the quality of the book is completely different. These two things yeah. are very different. Yes. Frenetic is how I would describe this book. Yes, yeah. that's a good word for it. Yeah. So uh, there's there's some back and forth here, but ultimately, Tannis sets this farmhouse on fire and escapes through the window of the bedroom that she's locked in. And she drives the truck from the farmhouse back to, like where they left Big Al and finds him. And so he hops in and they drive off into the sunset. I don't think any of the farmers died. No, I don't think they died either. But it's also confusing because like, and I'm, I'm getting a little nitpicky, but she watches the pickup truck, whatever, like drive away to wherever Big Al is. And then she just like keeps watching it. It says, but she kept her eye on the decrepit barn on the hill to see if she'd been right. Sure enough, about a half hour later, a massive pickup truck dragged a horse trailer up the hill. So, and then she burns it down. Why did you just stand there for a half an hour and wait till they're like on their way back to you? Like you had time. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, well, <laughs> she didn't know how to get out of the situation. Yeah, she did. She does the she thing. Did. Yeah, she... but it's not until after they come back. No, talks... it's not. Oh, that's right. It's You're not. Right. He tells. They're... Okay, so one of these farmers is like, but in the drawer, there's nothing, whatever. So she watches. I'm literally looking at the page. She stands there, watches them for half an hour, come back, and then opens the drawer that the man had pointed to. So, like, she knew what to do the whole time. She just didn't do it until they're, like, right out here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I don't Um, know. Also, can we just... I just need to point out that um, she escapes the room because the window was squeaky by using pistol lube, which I thought was, like, gun lube. I don't know how guns work, but I think it's just, like, just personal lubricant that's called pistol lube because we're in the country. (laughs) I don't fucking know. So she, like, squeezes that on the windows to get out of the... Just break the window, girl! (laughs) (laughs) Also, who cares if it's squeaky? Because they're not in the house. You're the one waiting for them to come back to the house to execute your... (sighs) (laughs) I love that... (laughs) One of the things that you're most triggered about in this book are the logistics of an escape. (laughs) I'm just... If you're gonna make an escape 
plan that results in three men potentially being burned alive. Make it make sense. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they, they, they steal that, that truck with the horse trailer and then they road trip across the U.S. Where to? I don't know. They use money that the farmers had left in the glove box to like do this, like gas stuff. Um, and Tannis during this period of time muses that this is so unlike her that she was a good girl, but quote, now she was an outlaw. She'd burned down a house to save her dinosaur lover. Where were, what were a few shirts thrifted from Walmart in the grand scheme of things, right? So she's like stealing like things from Walmart and being just a hoodlum and committed grand theft and arson. And I want you guys to remember that she says this. Because at the end of the book, it comes full circle and I have a complaint. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, as soon as Big Al healed from being shot, he was up for sex. Um, and so they used the horse trailer attached to the truck as a love nest. And it, it's very fishy and floral smelling in there. Oh. And then once, she was on her period and he wanted that blood too. So gross. Oh, why? Yeah. It it reminded me very much of what does Edward do when Bella's on her period? Yes. For yeah, okay, just, look, if you are comfortable having sex on your period, no, whatever version of sex you want to have on like if that does it for you and your partner and you're happy with it, that's great. Live your best life. What I don't buy is that because one of the reasons that he wants her period blood is that he's hungry. Starving to death. And I'm like, I don't really buy that the blood is what's got the nutrients in it to keep your dino alive. It's not that much blood. It's not. And it's not like super nutrient rich either. No, because it's mostly like water. Yeah. There's no protein or like fat, like no, yeah. and he's hungry in an appreciable amount. And to your yeah. point, Des, with this scene, like period sex doesn't bother me. Like, but it's like eating her arm. Like, none of this is even about sex. It's about like what parts of you can I literally consume because I'm hungry. Without right. killing you. And that's yeah. not love. It's not love. It's gross. It's a meat bag. It's a meat in a bag. Lot of different ways. <laughs> But to that point, like, Tannis does realize that Big Al isn't eating enough. And so she realizes that he must really love her because he's not eating her. I mean. Which, oof, what a thought. I I guess that's a conclusion you could draw. uh, I guess. (laughs) So at the next gas station, she asks the clerk where the next the nearest slaughterhouse is on the pretext that she's looking for work. And the clerk is like, yeah, girl with one arm. Sure. Jan. <laughs> anyway, she does get directions to it and she goes and asks for work there. She meets a man who is an absolute creep in a lech and a man who is not the man who is not a creep in a lech says he'll pay her in cash and in brains because she asks like, Hey, can I get, just get paid in meat? Like, don't ask any questions. Don't be <laughs> suspicious. And he's like, I'll pay you in scraps and in cash what the fuck is wrong with you anyway <laughs> he's like the- you can start tonight <laughs> why not get paid in cash and then use the cash to buy meat because you have to eat too like is she not eating she's not very smart no this one. she's dumb as shit <laughs> so she she works but big al is immediately discovered by the creepy man whose name is jimmy Jimmy tells the boss man, and the boss man ends up offering them both jobs. He's like, well, you got a dino. I got some scraps I need cleaned up. And Big Al is really good at this. He extricates and eats the brains better than a traditional human slaughterhouse worker. And Tannis works in the office. So they they do this, I I guess for one shift, and then they... (laughs) get off their shift and realize that they haven't bathed in a while. So like he's smelling really fishy and floral and she's just smelling like somebody who hasn't bathed (laughs) fishy and floral. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they go out like they're still parked in the parking lot of the slaughterhouse, but they like walk down this dirt road and they find an old abandoned farmhouse 
with a creek in the back and they follow that creek up to a source which ends up being a spring and then they go for a swim on this journey tanis ruminates how lucky she is to have big al with her how she wants no one other than her dino lover so they get out of the water and they have sex on a rock and in this scene he like pricks her skin with his claws and then also tears her between her legs as they have sex and she muses that this that she doesn't mind this because it'll just be more blood for him to lick and I can't relate. Like, you guys know I have a raging vampire boner, but, like, this is... I I can't even tell you why this is different, but I hate it. Well, because it's, like, we're all women. Most of our listeners are women. That is very tender flesh. And so for it to tear, like, we're not having fun anymore. No. Now it just hurts, and it's going to hurt for a while. Yeah. And if you're into pain, like, if pain is your kink, great. Good for you. But, again, this is not... From, like, a sexual pleasure. Like, no part of this is, like, ooh, I like when it hurts. Like, that feels good to me. It's, like, ah, this is good for my partner to take from me so he'll have more blood. Like, no, that's not that's not cute. That's not sexy. Get out of here. Get out right. of here. Get out of here And I think, that. to your point, like, I don't know. It is kind of the, the thing with vampires. Like, they need blood to survive. But it's not about... A, an equal distribution of pleasure. Right. right. There's no conversation about it, like nothing. Which I think is one of the reasons we hated Dark Prince, because Dark Prince was not a conversation about anything. No. <laughs> no absolutely not. <laughs> Jesus. In this scene, I have a couple of things to say. One of them, I pulled out this quote for everybody to enjoy because I couldn't unsee it. <laughs> Quote, crazed now with bloodlust and sex, he pounded into her harder and faster, as if making her into mochi. What the fuck are we reading? (laughs) What a reference. And then this is where I've tracked that the book has committed the cardinal sins of using juices and spurt. Okay, I have to read the line that includes spurt because I literally laughed out loud like I started choking because it was just so I couldn't unsee it. A hot jet of fluid spurted into Tannis like a fire hose, nearly sending her flying. (laughs) Also, they've had sex before. Has he not ejaculated in her before? Why is this the first time we're hearing it? It's scum. It's like a a fire hose. (laughs) I picture, like, you know those, like... Those like jetpacks you can wear at the ocean and you can like fly up. Yeah. <laughs> happening, but like in her body, she just like yeets into the sky. I, I, wow. I couldn't handle yeah. that. I could not. I, it's lines like that too, where like I, it, it's very clear that I don't think even the author is taking this book seriously, which <laughs> right. makes me happy. But <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Tannis is happy with this arrangement. Great. And then one night, they're preparing for their night shifts when they hear sirens. They go outside, or sorry, she goes outside, and Tannis realizes that her father is there with the police looking for her. She doesn't want to be separated from Big Al, though, fancying them a, quote, dinosaur Romeo and Juliet gag. This is the part that I had to bring up where she herself has stolen, she's committed grand theft and arson, also minor theft, and she, they're hearing the sirens coming closer she hadn't done anything wrong. She was an adult. Uh, Except for all of the laws you've broken. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to throw I mean, that out there. The farmhouse could be construed as self-defense, but stealing from Walmart, come on. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. Okay. That's true. But, but it's so but again, like I I don't feel like stealing from Walmart's a real crime. Like No. Uh, okay, Klepto. <laughs> <laughs> corporation it's bad like get out of here i'm gonna steal sometimes you you have to steal from corporations i get it thank you daddy bezos um money please i just the fact that you put in the line she had done nothing wrong i'm just like really girl (laughs) she should have been the line she had done nothing wrong except for those things that she did wrong oh that would have been great that would have been a great line (laughs) so (laughs) tannis tannis fancies them the dinosaur romeo and juliet but i do appreciate you have to say the line so I do appreciate that Big Al literally says to her ruminating about being Dinosaur Romeo and Juliet, quote, 
It wasn't a love story. It was a tragedy about two teenagers making stupid decisions. We don't want to emulate it. And I'm like, since when does Big Al read Shakespeare? It understands, like, that this is not okay. (laughs) What the fuck? Also, you are a bunch of teenagers making bad decisions. What the fuck? (sighs) Well, so this, when when Tana thinks herself Romeo and Juliet, she says, Dinosaur Mom and Juliet. No, it's Dinosaur Romeo. Oh, Dinosaur Romeo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely read that wrong. But it is one word. Dinosaur-mo. Dinosaur right. Romeo. <laughs> yeah. Dinosaur. No hyphen. Dinosaur Romeo. Dinosaur Mo. Dinosaur Mo. You could read it that dinosaur-mo. way. I mean, you're not wrong. Dinosaur Romeo. That's like the Latin Romeo and Juliet. Dinosaur Romeo. Oh. Anyway, Jimmy's there too, the lech from the slaughterhouse, and Jimmy has helped her father find them, it seems, and there are also four cops who have their weapons drawn and pointed toward the trailer where Big Al and Tannis are. The story that her dad has told the police is that Big Al attacked and stole his daughter, tore her arm off, etc. Tannis calls him a liar to his face, tells everybody that he was the one that shot her arm off and Big Al saved her. Then Jimmy starts calling her a liar and saying that she's stealing from the slaughterhouse company, question mark. <laughs> but then Dallas, the the nice guy, I don't, I don't know if I knew his name before this, but his name's Dallas. And he's the actual owner of the slaughterhouse. And he hits Jimmy over the head with a metal binder full of paperwork, basically to get him to stop talking. <laughs> And this whole scene is so weird because the police seem to be, like, afraid slash respectful of Dallas. They're like, oh, my gosh. I didn't. Is this is this your dinosaur? Is this your worker? And Dallas is like, yeah. And they've done nothing wrong. So there's nothing to see here. <laughs> and Tannis tells Dallas that she doesn't want to go home with her father, that she's 18 and an adult. And that she wants to stay with Big Al. And then Dallas admonishes the police for letting, quote, some guy lay hands on a lady. (laughs) Oh, my God. He goes on to say that that he, Dallas, is sponsoring both Tannis and Big Al's visas to the United States. Because remember, they're from Canada. (laughs) (laughs) They're illegal immigrants. What the? (laughs) This, this, like, this cold shower of realism. (laughs) Just like, what are we talking about here? Like, dinosaurs roam the earth. You can have sex with them, but visas are still a thing. <laughs> okay. And a slaughterhouse owner is capable of sponsoring your visa. A slaughterhouse owner that we haven't mentioned wears only Hawaiian shirts. Neon Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. Not even like normal ones. Oh my God. So the police leave and take Tannis's father with them. Dallas turns to Jimmy and tells him that he's just lost his last friend, that he can't stand a lech, and, like, it was wrong of Jimmy to turn on Tannis just because Tannis turned him down. All truth. All true things. All true things. Jimmy mouths off, like, you know, she's gonna, Tannis is gonna regret this, and they're all gonna pay, and blah, blah. So then Big Al literally rips him apart, and I think eats him. I think he eats him. Which, <laughs> which Dallas fully witnesses and just seems fine with. <laughs> Not at all concerned. He lost his, he lost, he's quote, he lost his last friend and then watches him get eaten. And he's like, well, sucks there goes that problem. Right? But also, buddy, like, that's your only employee. I mean, I guess now you have Big Al, so maybe you didn't need him. Also, how far away were the police when this happened? They can't have been that far. Like, what the fuck? Isn't somebody going to notice that Jimmy's not around anymore? <laughs> Uh, anyway, we get some wrap up here. Dallas gives Big Al and Tannis the old farmhouse that they like walked past to get to the swimming hole. Tannis thanks Dallas and wonders why he's okay with like their relationship. And Dallas seems to be like a free love sort of progressive, like a newer father figure to Tannis. He's like, you two seem like nice people. Who am I to like talk about or have any ideas about what you should and should not do in your own privacy? Like, I get it, but... <laughs> but... What planet are we on? <laughs> I don't know. As time goes on, Tannis proposes a change to the way that the slaughterhouse works, and Dallas loves this idea. So essentially, the idea is that dinosaurs replace human workers in slaughterhouses for the jobs that ultimately gives give human workers some form of trauma, like continually slaughtering cute little animals all the time. Yeah. Um, because dinosaurs are apex predators, it doesn't traumatize them in the same way. And so 
three years on, Big Al and Tannis are about to propose this to a board of venture capitalists. <laughs> and somehow, Big Al is in a suit. <laughs> yes. What is that? How does that work? What does that look like? Because everything I'm envisioning looks stupid, and it would be better if he just didn't. I mean, I guess his dick is just flopping on the ground, so maybe he's got it tucked away in the pants now. But, like, I'm not even sure he's wearing pants. I think it's just, like, the top part of his suit. He's got to be humanoid. Like, I could not with this. Uh, so before they go into this meeting, Big Al says Tannis without his translator, like with his mouth hole, and telepathically tells her that he loves her. <laughs> he wants to learn to speak. And so, like, he's like, I'll never be able to speak like you do, but I want to learn as much as I can. And I wanted my first word to be your name. I love you, Tannis. Of course he can't speak because he has a dinosaur mouth. He doesn't have lips. <laughs> All right, so back at the ranch, Tannis waits for a decision from the venture capitalists while eyeing the egg that she and Big Al have adopted. What? And it's it starts to hatch. Oh my god! <laughs> Just as it starts to hatch, the VC sends an email to Tannis saying, "Yes, we're going to give you thirty-five million dollars to fund this new project and roll out this plan of dinos in slaughterhouses across the country." Uh. And she and Tannis named the little chicken Little Al. Stupid, <laughs> stupid, oh stupid, stupid, stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> What in the fan fiction is this? What in the fan fiction fuck is this? Guys, I just... (laughs) If nothing else, this book did make me laugh out loud many times, but I'm I'm still not sure if it was intended to. (laughs) Same. Wow. Okay, so let's get into some ratings. Oh, boy. Um, I'll cover spice level. We rated it a one. It, it wasn't pleasant at all. <laughs> Definitely not the one-handed book club readers over here. No. Um, I hated every single scene. The logistics got in the way. There was zero emotional intimacy. And um, it turns out I am not into dinosaurs like that. <laughs> so. Turns out. <laughs> Yeah, and there was just, like, the weird culty scene, too. Like, I'm pass. So we all rated that a one. Um, Desiree, how did we rate the writing style? We also gave it a one. The fact, like, we talked about it a little bit, but, like, there's some typos in there. But also, like, the fact that his telepathic thoughts are not, like, italicized or broken out in any sort of really meaningful way makes it cumbersome to read. It's also, like, from a writing style perspective of, like, the word choices are not the greatest. Like, the, the imagery is weird, and I know that's a little bit of storytelling, but it's also a little bit of writing style. Like, there's just a lot of, um, a lot of... The writing style is not my biggest problem with this book, but it is a factor into the problems of this book. Yeah, agreed. So moving into the quality of the storytelling, Liz, how did we rate that? We all gave it a one. Um... As you could sense with us going through this story, this story is all over the place. Like, I don't think anything could have, like, redeemed this plot line for me. But any one of the sections, if that had been the whole story, like, tell me a whole story about the cult or a whole story about being kidnapped by these farm men or a whole story of, like, changing the slaughterhouse industry. Like, any of those would have made a a cohesive story. Instead, we get all of them. And I I just, it was too wild. There were too many weird fucking references. Like, I just, no, not good. Yep. Yeah. Frenetic again. Yes. Frenetic is the term. We don't recommend this book. Um, But I will say that if you just, if you're interested in like how much camp and how much of a wild ride it is, like. It's not going to take you long to read. I wouldn't recommend it to most people. <laughs> right. I would only recommend it in the way like, you want to see something insane? <laughs> right, exactly. 
So we did it, guys. Those are our thoughts on Wet Hot Allosaurus Summer by Lola Faust. Thank you, as always, for joining us on this journey. If you read this book, what did you think? I would love to know. Let us know on the socials. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Goodreads, and Patreon at Spice Traders Pod. And if you like our podcast, be sure to drop us a review wherever you listen. Until next time, we'll see you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I cannot even stop laughing. <laughs>